This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to the drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Matt, it's been a while. I've been on I the guess air. it has been a while. I've been on the air with you in 24 you. hours. <laughs> the drive has been a while, though. The drive it has been a while. We yeah. haven't been on the drive uh, since last Wednesday. We now have a Steelers draft in the books. How about that? We had the Van Halen coming in there. I did. I can't remember which day it was now because they've all run together for me. But I was watched. Uh, a thing on the early Van Halen, the early years. Oh, okay. Um, where they went through all the talked to a bunch of guys that knew them back when they were in high school and stuff. Like oh, that. wow. Talked about how they used to go in the Anaheim area and play all these uh, parties. Um, before, they took the world by storm. Before though, right? this, this was like 1973, 74, before they had hit it big. And they, okay. were, they were the favorite band for everybody to have at their street party. I bet. And it, it would usually, uh, they'd get like two or three songs in, and then the police would show up because oh, they were right. so loud. But <laughs> yeah, big crowds, I'm sure. Yeah. Go see Van Halen at 74 <laughs> on the street corner or whatever. Uh, but anyways, uh, the Steelers uh, and everybody else, really, uh, getting their draft to completed this year. Um, you know, I, I think you, you look at what they did uh, in, in the draft. They obviously had a plan. Very and much the, so. And the plan was to fix the running game. Yeah, the offense, especially the running game. I, I think they really had a plan of what pockets in the draft they were going to attack, which positions, you know. The, the overall depth at each position, there were certainly some themes of the draft class, too. Yeah, no doubt about it. Of course, in the first round, the Steelers take Najee Harris, the running back out of Alabama. That's not, not a huge surprise there. I think we ended up both mocking him to the Steelers. Many, many times. Yeah, many times. Uh, round two, they take Pat Fryermuth, the tight end out of Penn State. I did have a mock where I had hit them, them taking him in the second round. But a lot of the mocks that I did, he wasn't available in the second round. In the round. second round, yeah. yeah, I could see that. Um, so I that, didn't see that one coming. I mean, even at the time, I said, "Well, this run the card up for Creed Humphrey." And yeah, you know, I want to talk about it more, but you know, we're just kind of go over an overview here. But well, we can, I, it's we growing can do that. We're more and more. The whole segment here, we can talk about. That okay. Least. So here's the the more I've thought about these two picks, I think they're very similar for a lot of reasons. So I'm going to go on a little rant here, in that anyone listened to us before thought that or we thought that there were three running backs that can fix the Correct. problem not that Trey Sermon or whoever can't have great careers but three of them you're real happy with that it's telling fix. that after the steel after the top three backs went another running back wasn't taken until after the Steelers pick right in round three and it was Sermon the next after pick the, after Kendrick Green was taken and after the Steelers picked Harris the next pick was a back, yeah, and then quickly after Denver trades up or in the second pick of the third or second round, like these guys were covered it around the league. Everyone agrees with what yeah. we're saying on that. I mean, the league proved it to us. But I think tight ends really similar. It was similar, yeah. Pitts is its own beast. Yeah, I mean, he's a top five pick. He's he's a unicorn. He's a, but the highest then, tight end ever drafted in in NFL history. Right, right, right. You know, I mean, so you, I don't even know if you can you, you count him in the conversation. No, I'm not, especially yeah. from a Steeler perspective. Like, we, so realistically, you got the guy who is. You also got your one, choice at the you, position. Yeah, though. you kind of got one B at the tight end position. 
But it's similar to Harris. I mean, yeah. he was your favorite guy right. that isn't that auto. And you knew well. you weren't going to have you weren't going to get a chance to pitch. That, that, that was my point with it. You got the number one running back mm-hmm. in the draft. They're never in a position to do that. No, no, no. And you got arguably the the top tight end, not named Kyle Pitts in the it's draft, and Kyle pre-show. Pitts is a unicorn. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And, and to that point, I mean, and we talked about this a lot pre-draft, like the running backs, how many tight ends in this class, Pitts aside, would you have been really happy that, boy, I think we may have fixed this problem? To me, it's Tremble, Long, and Fryermuth, and I'd much rather Fryermuth than yeah. the other two. And I think the other two were more third-round picks. If they had mm-hmm. taken one Tremble of those guys at 55, I think that's too early. Right. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I don't think you could consider them that early. Yeah. So, if you look at their last couple of drafts, they've thrown some mid to late round picks at running backs and tight ends, and enough's enough. Like yeah. that ain't getting it done. You know. Right. I mean, you're it, trying to catch lightning in a bottle with right. one of those guys. It hasn't happened. Right. Um, so you you take the outliers again. You get the best players at their position. Yeah. Exactly. As opposed to taking the sixth offensive tackle or the you know. Mm-hmm. In this case, it would have been the second-rated center, right? Or it could have been. I mean, Creed Humphrey could have been one, but the difference was to me. See, I think Green's still in the same tier. That's what we're, I was going right. to say. We talked about this. There are five or six centers going into this draft mm-hmm. that you look and go, "Oh, that guy could step in and play, if if not right away, early in this season." Right, and I'm not going to talk about both sides of my mouth because I, well, I haven't thought about it in this light as much, and I'm sure the Steelers did. When the second round came around, I said, oh, Creed Humphrey's an easy pick, plug-and-play starter. And I would rather have Humphrey than Green, but not by much. Not by a lot. They're all on the yeah. same tier, and um, Wisconsin-Whitewater dude would have been on that tier. And you know, I'm sure they looked at it and said, this is our one shot at a tight end. He's a starter, too. Yeah. And or just to show you that there was set. no real consensus on that, Myers from Ohio State went before Creed Humphrey. Yeah, right. Did he? Yeah, he went like a one or two picks before okay. Creed Humphrey. Okay. So there was five of them or so yeah. in that neighborhood. I mean, just because everybody says, well, the, you know, the, the, all the rankings say this. Yeah, but. You also don't have all the information. Yeah. You know, we don't either, you know. So I thought they got two starters that, oh, by the way, are extremely quarterback friendly. And I'm talking about old Ben, but I'm really talking about whoever the new dude is. You know, big catching radiuses. Easy throws to those two players. Um, I'm pretty sure. I remember the year Cincinnati took Tyler Eifert in the first and Gio Bernard in the second. And I'm almost positive that was the year after they took Andy Dalton. That was 2013, yeah. And I remember writing articles these are Andy Dalton friendly picks. You know, you got to remember who your quarterback yeah. is, and in this case, who it's going to be. Tight ends and receiving backs that also are big for their size are really quarterback friendly. Yeah. Um, so then they, they follow up in the third round. They take Kendrick Green, mm-hmm. who is a favorite of this show. and Yeah, big time. Um, you know, we were And not that much different than Humphrey. To no, I, I think, in fact, there are some things that he does better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if you're looking for – you know, Humphrey's more of a technician. Um, if you're looking for somebody who's going to be a road grader, I think Kendrick Green is more that. I think he's more explosive off the ball. Yeah. You know, and pro- maybe have a higher ceiling, too. Yeah, might even be more athletic overall. Maybe – Humphrey changes direction he does. well, and he does. is a pretty good, pretty good athlete. But he's left-handed, but, 
Yeah. <laughs> green runs better. Yeah, green's you know, a straight line. Better. I mean, right, right. It, again, it goes back to the, the old Merrill Hodge conversation with the Bears, and they're, mm. they're, they, he goes to the Bears, and they're asking him how the Steelers ran a certain play. And he says, well, we have the center, you know, gets out here and makes this block, mm-hmm. and they're like, what? Yeah, right. The green can do those Green can do those control. kind of things, yeah. A little bit more of a work in progress than Humphrey as a protection guy. Um, but I think he'll get it. I mean, he's a really hard yeah. worker, super energetic. And, and center's not really a spot where you look at and go, boy, my center better be really good in protection. It's more of a no, help position right, right, most right. of the time anyways. No, and he'll improve. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's bad anyway. Yeah. Um, the other thing about that, uh, Kevin Colbert was on with, uh, I believe, Stan Saverin today and said that the Steelers felt that if Kendrick Green had played more than the four career starts that he had at center, mm-hmm. he would have been drafted higher. That's Makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I'm sure they're in some draft rooms are going, I'd like him in center, but I wish I saw more. Saw more, but yeah. yeah. Uh, it's almost like, you know, he's almost like looking at an opt-out at the center position because, again, only four games there. But mm-hmm. he can do it. You know, there were times when he did it not knowing that he was going to, you know, people prepare all throughout the week to play one position and not playing center. Mm-hmm. And now it's all he's going to do. Yeah. I and mean, that's the beauty of it is the day you draft him, you say you're a center, get used to it, snap yeah. out, you know. Uh, and it's not that much of a conversion, assuming he can handle it mentally, which I have no doubts he can. Now, one guy we hadn't talked a lot about that they drafted in the fourth round was Dan Moore. Yeah. And he kind of got lost in the shuffle in this year's offensive did. tackle class. That's a good way of putting it. Um, because there were just so many. You couldn't you know, you know, couldn't mm-hmm. mention them all. No, and we didn't mention them often. Um, some things stand out. A couple things stand out with all these guys. We can go back and do you know, some themes of the draft. But – I, I know he came to A&M as a guard, and he probably could do that, but I think he's a tackle all day He's long. got a, a pure tackle body. Yeah. yeah, he's a little bit leaner, light green. He's he's good in space. He's a good athlete. I think you're going to see more outside zone than we're used to seeing in the run game. Long arms, certainly the frame to handle it, but also well, a lot of experience as well. So a project in terms of getting stronger, filling out a little bit, but – He's been around the block at the uh, high level too. In the SEC, at the SEC, yeah. Uh, you know, people look at Texas A and M, and they don't, they still don't think SEC. Mm. That's where they play their games at. They're playing <laughs> Alabama. They're playing Georgia. They're playing right, all right. those LSU, all uh, those edge rushers. Yeah. Um, same thing with Buddy Johnson. I, he was a guy that you know I started to mention a little bit late in the pro, uh, in the process of mm-hmm. a, a guy, one of these inside two hundred linebackers, two hundred thirty pounds that can run. Oh yeah. Um, is a, is a good form tackler, just needs to get better in coverage. Yeah, and I think this we talked about this a week or two ago. Just because you time well in the forty doesn't mean you're good in coverage, and he needs work to do in that regard. And I don't know if he plays quite the the speed he times. Yeah, but I think he's certainly a more athletic version of Vince Williams. I mean, he loves to come downhill and thumb. He likes to come downhill. He is really aggressive, um, leader, tough, all those things. Also has a lot of experience. He sets up to be a demon on special teams, too. Yeah, this is something that, you know, again, you didn't have. Um, no. You didn't have another linebacker, not counting Ulysses Gilbert, uh, who could run in the same neighborhood as Devin Bush. Right, right. You he's know. different than the other guys yeah. we have there. I mean, not that he's all the greatest traits, but he's somewhere between Williams and Bush. Yeah. You know, on the spectrum. Uh, they then trade up in the fifth round. Um, trading that took a, me by shock. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, but they traded surprise, traded yeah. the fourth round pick from uh, next season to move up and get Isaiah Loudermilk. And you know, I know a lot of people looked at that and said, "Well, I, he wasn't he wasn't listed on so and so's draft guide or this no, guy." I didn't know much about him. This guy had him as a you know un, undrafted free agent stuff like that. 
He's listed at 6'7", 293 pounds. Mm-hmm. There weren't a lot of bit bodies types like that. Yeah, we, you and I haven't talked about this much, but that's the true old-school LeBeau 3-4 yeah. defensive end body type guys. They almost all get moved to tackle now. Right. You know, it's hard to find defenders that fit those dimensions. So that's a start. I mean, I bet they were working off a short list and there. And they didn't have to project here because he had no, played that defense. Yeah. yeah, he had played that at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. They have a good foundation with the the staff at Wisconsin with Paul Christ. That, to me, is the key. Yeah. If this was from some school that there was just Joe Blow, I'd kind of roll my eyes at it. And, and frankly, I think next year's fourth round will be a lot better than this year's fifth round. I mean, I'm totally guessing. I don't know who's in next year's draft, but it's going to be a deeper draft, you know. But because of that Wisconsin connection, I bet that's an ace up their sleeve. You know, I mean, I bet they knew. Something. And here's the thing: when you look at to give up what they did, the late round guys that they've gotten recently, mm-hmm. or the, even the undrafted free agent in Henry Mondu, when you're taking a, a defensive lineman in rounds six or seven, yeah, he's not six seven. No, he's no, not. Right, he's right. not a six seven three hundred pounder. He's a six three three hundred mm-hmm. pounder. He's not your ideal prospect. Right. At the at the position, and I know times have changed, but I even had this conversation with Kevin way back when. Like back when they were LeBeau three four, you know, and the world's changed a lot. You had to be six four and a half or four or more. Yeah, you know, we're not even looking at you, you know, for that position with long arms. And they got that guy. I mean, is he a perfect athlete? No. I went back and watched him a fair amount last night. He's productive. I mean, yeah. he's in on a lot of plays. Lower body's a little stiff, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, but they'll coach him up, and, and yeah, you know. Um, Again, if he works into the rotation, if he's getting 10 snaps a game at some point this season. If he can spell Hayward to it while he learns, that'd be good. Um, In the sixth round, I think they got what I considered their steal uh, of Mm -hmm. the draft. Quincy Roche being available in the sixth round. The sixth round was often where when we were doing our mock drafts. It was no man's Where we would take one of those best edge rushers available. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was never Quincy Roche being. No, there. right. We always considered him in the fourth or so. Yeah. Talk about his role for next year. Maybe it's optimistic because he is a six-round pick. I mean, no matter what we say or what, you know, I think he's going to be the third outside linebacker. Without a doubt, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he'll win that job early, and that's immense value. Absolutely. I mean, right. I think he gets 10 to 15 snaps a game. Yeah. Sooner rather than later. Right, right, right. I you mean, know. I don't think there's a lot in his and way. And plays a lot he... in special teams. and do, yeah, you know, yeah. I, think, I think there's a definite role there, and you're talking about a six-rounder with a defined role. See, I don't know that Moore, Loudermilk, the other guys we talk about are high-quality football players. Right. I know he is. I mean, yeah, you know, right. I already know that about him. Is He's really good at well, playing And, the and that's the right thing, now. too, is that you had to look at here because when you have a draft like this where you take, okay, Najee Harris isn't playing any special teams. No. Pat Fryermuth, maybe I mean, here or there, but not a lot. Maybe I mean, he's probably on field goal team. He might be out there on, on on your kick on your kick return or something maybe, like that. Maybe. Uh is one of the up guys. You're not getting but, much out of him there. Yeah. Though. Kendra Green, no. No, neither one of those guys. Dan Moore, no. No. Uh Buddy Johnson will play special teams. Maybe as well as anyone on the team. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's gonna be a star there. Loudermilk, no. No. Good point. Um, so Roche, yes. I mean, you you, oh, yeah. you had to get some guys that you know, especially rookies that can can handle that because they're going to be core special teamers. We saw it with T.J. Watt the year he he was drafted in the first round as a linebacker. He's a starter, 
and he's playing all the special teams. Yeah. Right. I mean, first round pick. Yeah, it's yeah. a first round pick. These guys are going to play. Yeah, they're going to play. Yeah, I mean, I expect Roche to be active on game day, to be getting rotational snaps right off the bat, be on every special team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. by the time you count up his his defensive snaps and special team snaps, he's over thirty snaps a game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sixth round pick. Right. I mean, no, that's one of my that's favorite good value. Picks, pound yeah. for pound. Yeah. Probably is my favorite pick, pound for pound. Uh, in the seventh round, then they take Trey Norwood, the uh, cornerback safety out of. Uh, Have you got any more inclination? Oklahoma. What they're going to do with him? I mean, I would think he's in the he's in the mix to be the nickel. Uh, he did a lot of that at uh, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, I mean, I thought he'd probably be a, a nickel corner, but yeah. is he a safety? Is he a corner? You know, they they brought in a lot of undrafted guys too that are defensive backs. So they just they threw a lot at the at the wall. That's exactly what it feels yeah. like. Is starting with him. They and may find the, one there. And the, the guy, I, the the most interesting one there to me was Mark Gilbert, uh, the kid out of Duke. Oh, the Duke kid. Yeah, He's okay. only played four games the last yeah, two yeah, years, yeah. but in 2018, uh, he played the full season and had five interceptions. Uh, can is big and can run. Yeah. Um, his uncle's Sean Gilbert. Ah, uh, so there's some okay. there's some bloodlines there. Who there of course that also ties him in with Ty Law and Darrell Rivas, and Darrell Rivas, all right, those right, all right, those right. Aliquippa guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some there's some pedigree there. Yeah, I feel that I didn't I didn't recognize the name off the top of my head, but yeah, I did know that story. And boy, that seems like a Steeler move all day long. Yeah, but if, and he had injury issues the last two years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, um, and there have been some strange years, obviously yeah. too. So yeah, and you also throw Shakir Brown in there. He was the brand name guy, but yeah, there's I mean, a lot we were, of defensive backs coming to camp. We had him in the mix the there when you're looking at yeah. those, you know, sixth, seventh round guys, and Shakir Brown stood out, and mm-hmm. they got him anyways. Yeah, and those undrafted guys, I don't know if they have any leg down, uh, you know, against the the drafted dude either. I mean, yeah, throw them all in the mix, see who stands out. Yeah, if the seventh rounder doesn't make it, I mean, there's really not there's much no different. Yeah, right. Other than if you get to pick the guy that you wanted, which leads us to. The punter in the seventh round. Yeah, right. They got the guy that they wanted. People said, "Well, I, I've gotten the question: Why did they waste a pick on a punter?" Well, they've why tried. Why waste a pick? They've tried to sign punters after the draft mm-hmm. in previous years, and those guys said, "No, I'm going to sign with Team B here because a they're either the... offering me more money or I have a better situation that I'm going to, yeah. or I want to stay in the South, or whatever right, it may right, right. be. I got a buddy on the team, or whatever yeah. the reason is." I don't know much about the punting market and the rookies this year. I know nothing about it. I know about this guy because the Steelers drafted him. But as a rule of thumb, there's two – it's like the center conversation. There's two or three that are one of the best 32 in the world. And people want them as undrafted yeah. free agents. And you have to compete. And ten teams out there aren't happy with their punter or would gladly downsize in terms to of what you cash pay them. Or, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So – I think it makes perfect sense, especially in a draft that wasn't very deep. The yeah. seventh rounder is available. I mean, in the seventh round, it, with that last pick, they might have taken Shakir Brown. Probably. Well, would they have. got him anyway. They probably would have. They were right, probably, right, right. in fact, that was pretty much announced. The Shakir Brown signing was. I'm not even sure the draft was over. It was. <laughs> it was like a second. It was yeah, wrapping the, up. The that second day. it was over, so I'm sure when that seventh, I'm sure they were on the phone with him. Oh, for or, two or rounds. At least with his agent. In the seventh round, when they made yeah. both of those picks, I don't know who his agent is. Yeah. But probably somebody they've dealt with a lot. And, they say, know, "Hey, right. look, if we don't draft him here, we'd like to sign him, mm-hmm. and he'll have a real shot to make the team." And he's got a great shot to yeah. make the team. We we wanted to draft a corner; it didn't work that way. He's, I mean, we're going to treat him like he's a fourth or fifth round pick, which is where you saw him. Yeah. So they got some real value on day two, I thought. Um, yeah. Or day three, I should say. Um, you know, you, they took the the lineman 
that everybody wanted them. Hey, got to go get a lineman. Got to get lineman. Well, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They got Another lineman. Tackle the mix is great. Yeah. Uh, of course, the other undrafted guys, uh, Lamont Wade from Clareton, little mm-hmm. under, undersized Davis. safety. Uh, 5'9", 180 is a little light yeah, a little to play. Light to I play. wonder if he's going to play slot. Potentially, because he did run a four four five. Now yeah. he, he wasn't super productive though, Mm-mm. but he was a he was a five star prospect. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, but it's great to bring him to camp. See yeah, what he is at this stage. I did like the the uh, offensive or the outside linebackers that they okay. got as well. Jamar Watson was a guy that uh, came up on our our drafts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of times, and then Calvin Bundage out of Oklahoma State as well. Bundage is more of a Inside backer, he played outside backer for for uh, Oklahoma State, but he's uh, he's, he's more an off the ball guy. Six huh? foot, two hundred twenty one pounds. Yeah, he's had seven and a half sacks though last year. Did he really? Yeah. So okay. there, there's some there's some buzz there's there's some juice there. No, yeah, there are a lot uh, of defensive guys, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Mark Gilbert. Uh, actually, I said five interceptions in 2017. It was six in hmm. 2017. So. I bet he makes his team. The more I think about it, there's a good chance. Yeah. I mean, again, I mean, practice squad, but bigger right. guy that can run and yeah. you know has good hands. Obviously, um, then you're looking at uh, Rico Bussey um, or Busey. I'm not sure. I don't sure. know much about the two receivers. Yeah, but I've heard good things about both. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I didn't the, know the much. The guy I saw a lot of people saying, "Boy, I thought he was going to get picked." Yeah, um, and Isaiah McCoy is the other one out of uh, Kent State. Okay, got their Kent State guy. He was very productive, actually. In just four games last year, because the max season was kind of weird. Yeah, it was strange. Uh, 25 catches for 455 yards and five touchdowns. Hmm. Um, in four games, that's yeah, right. That's pretty <laughs> productive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't run real well at his at his pro day. I think he was in the four sixes. But again, he's six two, 200 pounds, so a bigger wide receiver. Yeah. Um, that. I think they was did well with their. And I don't know this, but you talked about it before. You know, they signed five guys before the draft and I wonder if they just spent a little more you I mean like how my year with the Browns I had ten thousand dollars to spend on wide receivers yeah. like they give you a budget and well you can go further for eight guys yeah than well, they, yeah guys they only needed they right, only needed right. they, they only needed eight so mm-hmm. instead of signing the 15 12 to 15 that they usually doing so well we can we can allot the same amount of money yeah but and you tell We're only getting eight. receivers hey we had draftable grades on you guys we have an unbelievable history of evaluating receivers we didn't draft anyone there. We got two guys who's about to hit free agency a year from now. It's a pretty attractive spot for a receiver. Too. Yeah, they also got uh, Florida safety Donovan Steiner, okay, uh, who was productive uh, as a uh, in last season as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, there were more name. There was more name value in the undrafted guys. In the undrafted guys yeah. than they typically have. Yeah, because it's a smaller pool and they, they got to hand pick them a little bit more. Um, usually, I kind of. Not brush it off, but don't pay a whole lot of attention to who the, the group is. But this is a an easier one to decipher, and I think people need to be aware of who they are. Shakir Brown's the obvious name. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but Gilbert's that guy I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Yeah, with, right. Uh, there's some. You'll be writing some stories about him too. I'm there's sure. some upside there for sure. Uh, of course, today as well, the Steelers de- declined to pick up the fifth year option. Let's hold on that for a second because there's okay. a couple trends I mentioned I think are that stand out with this team. Is first of all. Everyone they drafted is from a big school. First time in a while that they've had a draft from all yeah. power conferences. Everybody played football last year. As I say, the other thing, <laughs> no one opted out. You know, I mean, they have more information from big schools than ever. Tough and physical. It really stood out at just about every position. And a lot of versatility, too. A lot of these guys can do more than one thing, play more than one position, well-rounded. and Don't need to come off the field. 
No, and I think that they're more so than some other Steeler drafts. I bet there's a lot of rookie snaps next year. You know, there's a yeah. lot of opportunity for um, early playing time. Obviously, the first pick and the last pick go without saying if right. the punter wins the job. But there's a lot of chances that this is the highest rookie number of snaps that the team gets. Oh, it, it wouldn't time. surprise me at all if, if Fryer Muth out snaps Ebron? Ebron this year. I could see it. Just be, I mean, you know, Ebron, let's say you got a thousand, maybe more than that this year because of the 17 games, but let's say it's, so let's say it's 1,100 mm-hmm. offensive snaps. They're going to play some together. Oh, yeah. But it, w- it wouldn't surprise me if Frymuth ends up with 700 snaps and Ebron's at 500. Wouldn't either, especially if you, I mean, especially late in the season, if he continues to get better and better and better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I think some people look at him as a backup, which I think is wrong. I think he's a, a different, not a different style, but somewhat different style. I mean, I think there'll be a lot of snaps when one tight end on field, and it's not always going to be Ebron being that guy. Right. I know? agree. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, because Firemuth gives you a lot of the same matchup issues. Right. And he's more physical, yeah. and, you know, he will line up on. He, he probably doesn't run quite as well as no, Ebron, but Ebron doesn't well. run quite as well as he did when he came into the league. That's. He was no. a top ten pick in the league for a reason. Oh yeah, yeah. He had a great forty and all those yeah. things too. So I think they'll play a lot together. I think he'll be the single tight end quite a bit too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, moving on to the uh, draft from a few yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah. Terrell Edmonds' uh, fifth year option not picked up. That would have been six point seven five million dollars. A lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, it, I looked at it as well. I mean, that's kind of the going rate mm-hmm. uh, for starting safety. It is a little shocked. It is and it isn't. Right. Um, It might be more of a you know a high end safety. They're going to have to be negotiating with Minka Fitzpatrick here soon as well Mm -hmm. with on a new deal. Not this year, but you know after next year. Um, And you you may they may have looked at that and said you know if we're going to pay Minka ten twelve million dollars a year, which would probably be the going rate for Minka Fitzpatrick, can you afford then to pay Terrell Edmonds six point seven five? Because that's going to be if we if we give him that fifth year option, that's the jumping off. Point that's there. where the negotiations begin at. If it's really I'm his like agent, a franchise tag. it really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't give it to him, and then the the agent can't come back and say, "Well, you gave him six point seven five last year, so mm-hmm. that's what we, that's where we want to start at." Now you can start those negotiations. Hey, how about five? That's what I was going <laughs> to say. Like if I were them right now, I might go to the agent and say, "How about two years for nine million? Okay. Right now. Yeah. I mean, if I were him, I'd strongly consider it with a, a decent bonus, I mean, a chunk of that guaranteed or a majority of it guaranteed. Get him for two more years. Um, I mean, I think. And you just sell it to him with what I just said. Hey, look, we got to pay Minka. we got to pay TJ. Mm-hmm. You're obviously third in that pecking order, and we like you. We like you, you a lot. We're yeah. paying you decent money. Two-year deal. You know, a lot of job security. You, you just know. saw Sean Davis, uh, you know. Wash out as a second he, round he started. He started next to you there for a year, and. What happened with him? Mm-hmm. So right, you start bouncing around the league. You don't know how it's going to work. What's your value on the open market? What's the cap going to look like? You know, yeah, we got some money right now. All right, you want ten over two? Okay. Yeah. What do it that. doesn't mean to me is that uh, you know people are automatically jumping on. See, this was a bad pick. They he, they didn't pick up his option. They they think he stinks. That's not the case. No, I don't think that's the case. Uh, I mean, if Minka didn't exist, or if they just had Joe Average free safety there, maybe they'd have picked it up. Or this story's not done yet either. No, this is just is just right. a chapter in the book. Right, right, right. That uh, you know we're going to continue to look at here. Um, 
the whole league had to make those decisions. Was today the deadline? Today was the deadline. Okay. It was the third. So a lot of different guys from that first round uh, did or did not get their their uh, options picked up. Uh, I did want to talk about that, but we'll do that in the next segment. Okay. Not so, a lot of surprises, yeah. but it is interesting how the how the league thinks and how that draft class looks now. You know, draft grades are so stupid, but we could grade that draft now. We could. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Tells you. Yeah, they tell you a lot, but. Uh, That's going to do it for this segment of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Recht here on site keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Of course, you can subscribe to us wherever you download your podcasts. We appreciate it that if you do, you can like the show. You can also yeah, leave, leave us some a comments there. Yeah, while you're at it. And yeah, all we kinds like of that. glowing praises. Got a lot of uh, feedback on the draft coverage that we did over the weekend. It was long but fun and went quick as it always does, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. To be I don't honest. know how you felt about this, and you, you do more of this than I do, but I felt better prepared for this draft than I've been maybe for any other draft. That, that Me I, too. Me too. It felt like I knew every, there was no there were no surprise names out there. That, oh, I don't who's that guy? I right, right. Every year, <laughs> every year there's somebody that goes early. I, I remember Mike Mitchell was the first one the one year. You remember him coming out yeah. of OU, and I didn't know he was going to be a Steeler, but. Uh, Al Davis takes him in the early second round because he's big and fast. And I went, I remember I was on the air. I was like, he's big and he's fast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a, a couple of the Steeler guys I had to do a little more homework on. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. I didn't know their whole bio and their whole Skyrim report when it happened. But that they were late guys, too. Late, you know, really, right. Yeah. And, I mean, the punter. We didn't look a whole lot at right. specialists. But uh, so the. Uh, I knew he was a big punter. Yeah. <laughs> The 2018 draft. Yes. The fifth-year options were due today. As we mentioned in a previous segment, uh, the Steelers did not pick up the fifth-year option on Terrell Edmonds. But they were not alone in, in not picking and up. And real quick, the, the rules have the changed. The rules are done, different now. It's yeah. not just like – it's not a no-brainer anymore. Like, if, if you're on the fence, it's not necessarily a good idea. This helped, I think, the guys in the top ten – yeah. To a large degree, and some of those guys in the middle, I think it hurt the guys toward the end of the we'll first round. We'll mention a couple names and names that were on Steeler fans' mind when the draft happened four years ago, if you recall. Yeah. But I'm not sure it's great to, to be in the bottom it, third. Here's what happened. Pick. It used to be the top ten picks, their fifth-year option was all pre-slotted. Yeah, it's X amount no matter what. And it was, it was, I believe, if memory serves, they got the average of the franchise tag at their position. Is that what it was? Okay. I, I believe that was it. So they got paid big money if you were in the top ten. Those top ten guys were guaranteed that yeah, yeah, yeah. if you picked up the option. The difference was is that wasn't gar- – it became fully guaranteed if the player was on the roster the following year, in that year. Mm-hmm. Now – the way it is, and the other ten, the other third, the other twenty-two guys after that were all slotted a certain pay. 
Right. If you're the 12th pick, it's a little bit, a little bit better. Yeah, than the you made more than the okay. yeah, you made more than the 22nd pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so on and so each forth. Each one was a slightly different. Yeah. Now, the, this was negotiated in the new CBA. Um, if you've been to a Pro Bowl, you get the average of the franchise tag, which I have a problem with because that's, Pro Bowl is not a great indicator. No, I, I assume that they just mean. All you have to do is somehow get there, yeah. which could mean you're the sixth quarterback that deserves it, right? And everyone else opts out or is in the Super Bowl or injured or yeah. whatever. If you haven't made that, but you've been a starter, mm-hmm. you get essentially the uh, transition tag money. How do they know who what a starter is though? Well, you have to uh, play. It it's a certain number of snaps, snaps that kind okay, of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's a playing you, time thing. Yeah. If you look at this. Um, run down the list here. The Browns picked up Baker Mayfield at eighteen point eight million. However, one year ago that wasn't a slam dunk. No, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and that's still a pretty significant raise for for Baker Mayfield to get. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah. making like ten, and now he goes up to eighteen. I mean, there's a chance he doesn't. And they're know, going to have to. It, they, they're going to have to probably sign him to an extension. Mm-hmm. But it's an easy decision at this yeah. point. I mean, of course, they're doing. Saquon Barkley, fifth year option. Seven point two one seven. They exercised that. Just look at the difference, though, from running back to quarterback. Yeah, and that's what teams are going to deal with next year. You're, you know, going forward. Yeah. Sam Darnold. This is why when we talked about Sam Darnold and the potential of the Steelers trading for him, to mm-hmm. me, it just didn't make any sense. So Carolina trades for him. They've never seen him. He's never played it down for the Panthers, but they have to because they traded for him, pick up his fifth-year option because you can't just do it for one year. They were a little bit slick and waited until after the draft to make people think that they might take a guy instead of a position player. But they were the second they made the trade, yeah. they knew this was coming. So they're now on the hook for the same $18.858 million for Sam Darnold as Baker Mayfield. Right. And that's fully guaranteed. The moment This year the difference was the moment you offered that money, that made that offer to the player it becomes fully guaranteed the next year. So essentially okay. you're guaranteeing the two years of his contract. Right. Because you can't cut – even if you cut him after the year, you still owe him that money. That money's guaranteed. Right, right, right. Like Which, a lot of people looked at Darnold and thought he's very cost-controlled for the next couple of years. He is. But it's like 20, it's $24 million over This year's like years. $6 million. Yeah. Then it becomes what eighteen, and if he's and not your starting, if he's again. not your starting quarterback next year, you got eighteen million, almost nineteen million dollars tied up in a guy who, right, isn't your starting quarterback, which is why Bridgewater's gone. But it's kind of the same move that they made with Bridgewater. They gave Bridgewater similar money. similar money, and then decided that yeah, he's not the guy. And then they trade Bridgewater. <laughs> they owed Bridgewater ten million guaranteed. Trade Bridgewater for a six round pick. And they ate seven million of that deal too. Yeah. So Denver was only paying him three in a year in which I, think, I, I saw today. I think the they have like sixteen or seventeen million in dead money to Teddy Bridgewater okay. this year. In a year in which the cap's only one hundred eighty-two million, yeah. it's like ten percent of their caps tied up in Teddy Bridgewater. It's Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I remember that deal happened though too because he he had just left New Orleans, a very quarterback-friendly situation. Played, what, four or five games. The Saints won all the games, and he was okay. Yeah. Like, that was a bad signing the second half. Oh, absolutely. Too, right? Yeah. Uh, so, Sam Darnold, on, uh, they're on the hook for $18.858 million. And Denza, Bronco, I know we bash Bridgewater a lot, but the Broncos just popped up on the screen, and I'm thinking, they don't think they have the quarterback situation no. solved either. No. You know, I mean, they, they gave up nothing for this guy. Uh, Denzel Ward. The Browns exercised his option, $13.29 million. Mm-hmm. 
So in those, this is the problem with with having. I'd say the Browns have a lot of guys hitting at the same time. Yeah, Miles Garrett was the year before. Two guys in the top four, and so you've now you're now tying up thirty two million dollars mm-hmm. on your, on your cap this year between or next year between those two guys. Uh, obviously, it's better to hit than miss on your top ten sure. picks. Of Absolutely, course. you've had a, you've had great cheap labor to this point. But now is a different turning point in the franchise history, really. And the problem yeah. then becomes, as we talked about with Terrell Edmonds in a previous segment, now you're going to try, maybe after this year or next year, to do a new contract with Denzel Ward. You would think. And the starting point, if I'm his agent, is going to be, well, you just paid him $13.3 million. Yeah. So. And it just dawned on me they used a first-round pick on a corner. Yeah. Maybe they realize they're going to have to let him go. They, or, yeah, they, know, right, I don't right. think they're going to be able to do afford him because right. I don't think Denzel Ward's a $13.3 million cornerback. He'd have to play at a really high level, and then can you afford to franchise him and go yeah. there? And, you know, maybe Newsom and Williams are next year's first-round pick of your corners. Yeah. I mean, so, he's the first casualty. Um, we'll get to Njoku, too. Like he's, yeah. yeah that, that didn't work out. Uh, Bradley Chubb with the Broncos. Classified as a defensive end, first of all. I think that's what he is. Which makes a difference in the compensation because he gets $12.7 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Which worked out better for TJ, right? He was not classified as defensive end. No, it worked out worse. He didn't get. As, he was classified as an outside linebacker. Outside he, linebackers make more. They, than they, they make end. less. Yeah, that's what I mean. It worked out better for the Steelers. Oh, you said worked out, worked out better for TJ. It didn't yeah, work out better, better for, for TJ. Him, it's the same argument Bud Dupree had last year. I'm, a, I'm an edge, the same right. as these guys. Uh, that's Quint- not fair. That needs to be cleared up. Yeah, I mean, that's. I don't know. Uh, Quentin Nelson. Thirteen point seven five million dollars. That they picked that up, obviously. Of course, but that's a lot for a guard. That's a lot of money for a guard. Maybe they move him to tackle this year. I guess that's still on the, you know, in, in a potential move. Yeah. They. Uh, what did Joe Tooney make? Fifteen, uh, I think. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have Nelson, especially age considered. Yeah. These top guards are starting to make some money. But this is again, this, you know, these Probably, guys start. Yeah, right, these guys right. start to get expensive. Right. Speaking of which, Josh Allen was seven. He Easy gets $23.1 million next year. Why is he different than Baker? Because he's made a pro bowl. Oh, because he's good. That's the difference. <laughs> right. yeah, 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 that's yeah. the difference. It's a, you know, basically a $4 million difference yeah. there. And they're going to extend him, and Lamar's yeah. going to get extended long term, and so is Baker. But uh, yeah, I didn't put two and two together. These guys aren't cheap anymore. No. You, not lost, at all. That, right, you right. lost that option on them. And what's funny is the Steelers have. Suffered's the wrong word. I mean, you don't suffer with Ben Roethlisberger, but I've had to deal with that for forever. Yeah. Maybe next year you won't. You know, it's right. been amazing when you, you're lucky enough to get in that situation. Roquan Smith. Bears picked up his option, uh-huh. 9.735. He really stepped up this past yeah. year. So I, I think that's the going rate. An ascending player, you know, uh, they, they don't have a lot of draft picks going forward and stuff too. They, you know, so he, I think you got to build around him. Mike McGlinchey with the 49ers, $10.88 million. They picked that up. And Trent Williams is the highest paid tackle in the league, too. Yeah, right? they get a lot of money. A lot of money in two players yeah. on the offensive line. Uh, now, Josh Rosen's listed with the 49ers here because he's on his fourth team. He's a Niner right now, I think. Yeah, yeah. but they don't have to pick up his option because he's been released like 17 times. So, Okay. I mean, like Minka, you do because he's been traded. Yeah, but because he's been, it's a new contract. He's not on his rookie contract that, anymore. That contract's yeah. long gone. Okay. So the Dolphins missed badly on that one. Yes, they did. Dolphins? No. Well, the Car- Dolphins traded for. Him. Yeah, they Cardinals. Gave him a second for. The Cardinals were badly the, on him yeah. too. Cardinals missed very, very badly. Uh, the Steelers with Minka Fitzpatrick, they exercised that as ten point six one two million dollars. And they knew this day was coming the second they traded for. Yeah. Him. 
But again, that safety price is not when you look at some of these other ones, it's like not for one of the better defenders in the league. Guy's been a two time you know, he's been an yeah. all pro. Right, right, right. It's the difference between going to the Pro Bowl and being an all pro. What did you say Bradley Chubb was? Uh twelve point seven. I mean I'd much rather make it than Chubb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Vita Vea, defensive tackle for the Buccaneers. They picked up the option on him. Seven point six. I think he's worth it. Yeah. I mean, he came back like gangbusters and was really good before his injury last That's kind of a no brainer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Washington at 13 exercised their option on Deron Payne. He's a really good player. 8.5 million. Right. Um, Marcus Davenport by the Saints, 9.55. I thought he was maybe the one that was not. They, uh, they picked it up. He was as close they, as yeah. to get. He's been a little disappointed. They traded up for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Raiders at 15 took Colton Miller. They Not only did they ex- – they didn't worry about exercising. The ex- they gave him an extension. Yeah, they signed him this offseason. Yeah. Which – I mean, I'm sure the extension was, or the, the tag, the, the, uh, the fifth year was the jumping off point. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, 16, the Bills took Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, they exercised that option at 12.7. Mm-hmm. Derwin James was was uh, exercised. He's he's at 9.052. That would have been a tough one. He's as the player, him just on standalone. Yes. You better trust your doctors, and they better be saying. But he's only really played one stuff. season. I know, phenomenal though. I mean, healthy. I'd take him over Minka over ever every safety in the league. I think he's different, but I'm sure healthy's a key word here because we're going to run into that brutal, here with some right. other guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they didn't get their options picked up. Uh, Jair Alexander was a no-brainer. Yeah, thir- easy. Thirteen point two nine four for. Uh, it's not bad for a number one corner. Yeah. See, I have much less of a problem paying him that than I do Denzel Ward. Oh, yeah. He's I mean, a better player. Not even close. Yeah, he's a better player. The Cowboys. Cowboys with Leighton Van Der Esch, the guy everybody wanted the Steelers to trade up to get, mm-hmm. did not pick up his uh, his extension or did not uh, – they declined the, the option on him. That would have been $9.145 million. He can't stay on the field. Can't stay on the field. And yeah, that was yeah. an issue for him at Boise. Then they draft Micah Parsons in the first round, and as you mentioned off the air, another linebacker yeah. in the mid-rounds, you know. So I know we're not talking about Jalen Smith, but I think they regret re-signing him too. He has this drop foot issue that is never going to be better. I mean, that pairing, you haven't got a lot of good snaps out of the two of them no. combined, and they're no. going back to the well. And Sean Lee retired, and he's had the same injuries too. I mean, Yeah. Uh, so he's the first one that was declined – Straight up declined. What number was he overall? Uh, he was 19. Okay. I think that was the first one that was actually, yeah, he's the first actual guy that was declined. It's a pretty good draft class of 18 in a row. Yeah. Or they're all going to bring you back because none of those are cheap deals. Right. Uh, the Lions uh, exercised the option on Frank Ragnow. This mm-hmm. is expensive, though. Good player, but $12.65 million Wow. For a center. Is, I wonder, is that interior line or is center its own thing? I'm curious how they how they rank that because he is a center he's a center he must have made a pro bowl it's i know he did yeah he yeah, did okay yeah. so because he's more than the next guy on the list billy price billy price stinks whose option was not declined that was 10.4 it was declined yeah 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 oh yeah that's an easy one uh the titans he didn't any pro bowl. the titans with rashawn evans another guy Steelers yeah. fans wanted to trade up for declined I bet, I bet that one could be like the Edmund Steelers one, where not a bad player, but not a bad player, maybe not quite worth that buck. You know, they've really reshuffled their defense and put money into corners and Bud, and I think they just want to look at things a little differently on defense, shuffle those deck a lot. But he may be a Titan for the next three years too. Yeah, could happen. Yeah, 
The Patriots at 23 took Isaiah Wynn. They exercised his option to 10.4. I don't know if he's a guard or a tackle or I don't know whatever. What he, I don't know that they know what he is yet because right, he can't right. stay on the field. He can't stay on the field. They have a lot of linemen. They have money, though. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, the Panthers at 24 with DJ Moore, $11.1 million. They picked that up. Easy one, yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure after – well, no, never mind. This one, next one's kind of surprising, although they did just draft Kyle Pitts. Hayden Hurst at five point four million dollars was declined. It was declined. They gave up. I mean, you gave up a premium pick. Ago. Yeah, second round pick straight up for him. Yeah, for and then Baltimore. you and then you're just gonna let him go because you got you could use him and Pitts. Yeah, I don't even and if Pitts didn't exist. Five point four million is not bad. Yeah, yeah. I would say if Pitts didn't exist, I think I would probably keep him. Um, he's okay. Yeah, I, I don't love him. I mean, his agent's probably loving that though. That oh, you get to hit the yeah. open market next year. I mean, I don't think he's quite at the Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith level, but he might be the. I'm mean, probably the best tight end. Well, those market. guys both got paid. Yeah, That's I mean, what I'm he's, he's, he's going to get 75 percent of their. Money. He gets eight million dollars on the open market. Is mm-hmm. you know, okay, this is good news for you. Maybe New England will sign him too. <laughs> <laughs> if the Ravens don't bring him back, right, right. Uh, so that was declined. Calvin Ridley, eleven point one million. Obviously, That's, that's like a, DJ Moore. Yeah, twenty six like, for the Falcons. Got to do it. Uh, Rashad Penny. Wow. Declined. Yeah, easy one. And everybody knew that was a bad pick when they made it. Four point five million. Yeah, uh, we mentioned. And they, re- they just resigned Carson. Mentioned Edmonds at twenty eight. Uh-huh. Declined. Uh, Taven Bryan with the Jaguars. That's going to be declined. That's I haven't going to yeah. officially yet, but that's an easy one. He hardly plays for them. Um, struggles to learn a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Mike Hughes with the Vikings at twelve point six declined. Yeah, I guess you got to do that. They've drafted a lot of corners lately. Yeah. They've made a lot of picks lately. Uh, so Sony Michelle with the pack with the Patriots. That's going to be declined. That's going to be declined. He has seen issues, that issues, and I think they drafted a back this year too. I forget who, but they have the last couple of years. Harris yeah. is probably the starter there. And then obviously Lamar Jackson at twenty three point one was picked up. So if you look at the mm-hmm. guys drafted from nineteen on, yeah, one, two, three, four. Five guys out of 13 picks were declined. Really? Whereas in years past, previously, those guys would have been the ones that are much more likely to have theirs picked up because they were yeah. a lot cheaper. Because they're cheaper, right. Yeah. yeah. I think those guys in the bottom third didn't get any favors with the new CBA. All in all, though, that's a really good first round. Yeah. I mean, was there like seven declines? But this goes back to what we talk about with that fifth, that fifth round option. Mm-hmm. Unless the guy's a star... And really, those first 16 or so picks are, the, are your slam-dunk first-rounders. Yeah, yeah. And then everybody after that is essentially a second-rounder in all but name. Sure. I mean, I'm sure if we pulled up the second round, there's a lot of good names that are just as good as Edmonds and uh, Hurst Evans. And, 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 yeah, yeah right, even right. Ridley and guys like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And those are good players, but... But there's a lot of receivers those yeah. years, too. Um, think about Najee, though. If you, if you bring it full circle to where will Najee be... Four years from now, which none of us know. He might be out of the league. He may be the best back we've ever seen. I mean, he's probably going to be somewhere in between. Somewhere in between that, yeah. yeah. But the running back numbers aren't crazy. Aren't crazy. You know, I mean, now I if he know. makes a couple of Pro Bowls, then that. Yeah. I, I, if he doesn't make a Pro Bowl, I don't think you extend him anyway. Well, you so. see the difference here. Okay. So Saquon Barkley was the second overall pick. He mm-hmm. made a Pro Bowl, $7.2 million. So it'll be under that, probably. Yeah. And there'll be some inflation, I'm sure. But Well, it probably goes up a little bit from. Right, if but he makes a Pro Bowl, top ten guy different than no, okay, just Pro Bowl no matter what in the yeah. first round. Okay, and then, and then the, even the, if it's nine, the number on Rashad Penny was four point five. Okay, 
So even if it's nine, let's say Harris goes to a Pro Bowl and you love him and he's a very good player. You're, you're, picking, up, you're picking up that option. You're picking up that option at nine easily. You've already got four years of labor out of the guy. And then you can have the conversation a year from then to franchise him, which probably won't be much different than nine anyway. Right. So if you get six years out of him at, say, $20 million for the last two years, I mean, I'm inflating it a little bit, and whatever he makes on his first contract – that's great, <laughs> you know. I mean, because he's not going to last past that. I'm sure they're not going to extend him for year seven, eight, nine, ten. And if and if he is a superstar Hall of Famer, it's probably on one year deals. No one's signing long term running back deals in year seven. Yeah. So here's the here's the difference here. So Le'Veon Bell, Steelers took him in the second round in 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave him a 1.3 million dollar signing bonus. His, his first year salary was $400,000. So he made $1.7 million in year actual one. cash for year one. Yeah. Year two, he had a $97,000 roster bonus, but his salary was only four ninety five. So he made $592,000 that year. Okay. Uh, You're talking about his earnings. His not earnings, yes. Yeah. Uh, his, his money, that, what, what he was paid yeah, that yeah. year. Uh, in 2015, $687,000, and he got a $43,000 uh, in incentives that he earned. So seven thirty one. Anything under a million is yeah. wonderful, though. For the eight fifty three in year four. Okay. So this is the inflation they get yeah. year to year. And then they had to franchise tag him in, in year five. Right. At $12.12 mm-hmm. And that was only that high because Adrian Peterson had just signed a huge deal that Oh, yeah, sent you him rocked through the market roof. a little yeah. bit. Right. So it changed the market a little bit. Otherwise, it would have been more like $10 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, So he made more money on that franchise tag in 2017 by far. And complained about it. Than what he made in his previously. By double. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, in so, first rounder, Najee is going to make more than that, obviously, per year. Per year, uh, and he'll get a bigger signing bonus. Mm-hmm. And not, but you're still getting a, you know, uh, this is my this is my problem with the the running back position. You know, I know it sounds great to say, oh, just run him into the ground and then get another one. Is it really fair to those guys to do that playing on no, rookie contracts? No, the, the, they sh- it's most unfair to that position of all. I mean, the CBA is brutal on running backs. Yeah. It's not fair at all. And we've seen what it looks like when you don't have one. Oh right, right, right. You know when you don't have a, a great one, it's not gr- it's not good. No, um, you no. Know. The CBA is terrible for running backs. Yeah, I mean it just it has been the last couple CBAs have been terrible for running backs, and it's worse than ever. I, I do wonder. We we have seen a little bit of uh, a run on, in running backs making good money. McCaffrey got signed. Zeke, Cook, Mixon, Kamara. I mean guys that are bumping up that top five number a little faster than it has in recent past. And all those guys can catch the ball. Yeah. You know? They've signed extensions. In five seasons with the Steelers, Le'Veon Bell made $16 million hmm. to be arguably, if not the best back in the league, certainly in the top five. Oh, yeah. Over that five-year stretch. Over that five-year stretch. Top three. $3 million a year. Yeah. That's nice. That running back, I don't care where you draft him, it's cheap labor. Yeah. The argument, though, the thing we're overlooking is, and I'm not in favor of it, but if you use the 24th pick on a tackle and he's a starter, well, the difference between most starting tackles and your rookie tackle is even greater than the running back. But is the, six, is the number but six the tackle or whatever, or the, you know, whatever, I can't even remember how many tackles were taken. Right, right, right. right. Um, but is he guaranteed to start right away? 
was he going to any Pro Bowls? Right. Does he guarantee to start right away? Does, how much? How does he? How right. much better does he make you on game day? And whenever his time comes up for that option, it's a bigger number. It's a much bigger number. Right, right, right. Like safeties, running backs. I don't think tight ends are real high. Although Kittle and Kelsey might yeah. screw that up a little bit. It's yeah. You know, it's an easy pickup because it's a low number. And keep seeing the, no the offense to Evans. Yeah, you know? keep, keep seeing the argument. Well, you know, you can get those running backs in later rounds. Well, I think if you if you really paid attention in this year's draft, I don't know that you could. I don't think the league reacted as though you could. They or... certainly didn't look that way. No, right. Yeah, you can. There were more by the time the fourth running back came off the board, which was Trey Sermon. Yeah. There were more tight ends picked than running backs in this draft. Massive gap from Williams to Sermon. What was it like thirty some picks? Right. More than that. More than that. Yeah, because he was a late third. He was right? a late third round. He was eighty pick eighty eight. And. Williams, I think, was like 34. Yeah. And that's a huge gap in a position. It's a, more than a round and a half. Did any other position have a gap that big at any point in the draft? And, no, sure and, and this was a defensive tackle class that was awful. Right, even quarterbacks. And, and those guys didn't went. go 80 picks without a quarterback taken. Yeah. Right. So, huh. it just it, that's the way it played out this year. And, you know, um, every draft is different. You can't every just look – I get the argument that well you you know you could find running backs anywhere yeah you can you can but there's if you also been fifth and sixth round safeties that have been good players too and absolutely you can and, find yeah, right, right. It, it, the the reality of the situation is you can find a quarterback in the sixth round if you want one you can find him yeah. undrafted Tony yeah. Romo was undrafted I can give you a long list doesn't of mean you should position. yeah doesn't mean that that's what you should try to do every year right you should try to do it every year doesn't mean you should count on doing it. One of the things I think running backs have going against them, which is no, to no fault of their own, there's more people walking around the mall that look like running backs than yeah. tackles and edge rushers and or even that have corner traits. I mean, the other positions have rarer traits amongst human beings on the planet. Yeah. You know, so that's just kind of the, the way that well, goes. And the other part and of that is so much wear and tear. So yeah, it's, it's the wear and tear. How many of these great college running backs you look at and say, boy, he would have been a great pro, or this guy, you know. Blair Thomas. Or, yeah. You know, those type of guys. Or, or, Blew his uh, knee uh, out, or Kajana Carter. Kajana, yeah. yeah. Some of those guys, right. Um, okay. Uh, and, and, yeah, you can find those guys later. But those guys who were drafted later, mm-hmm. you don't see long careers out of those guys. And when I say Not when usually. I say a long career for a running back, I'm talking three years. Right, let alone six. Let alone six, getting six quality seasons out of them. Right. Doesn't happen. I mean, even James Robinson, perfect example. Heck of a story. You can get your James Robinson. New staff comes in and says, we're going to take it back in the first yeah, round. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll take Travis Etienne instead. And Robinson, I'm sure, will play, and I'm sure they like him, and he's fine. But they watch the tape and say, we got to get better at that position. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, Terrell Davis is probably one of the great late-round mm-hmm. running backs. He really had three good years. And with all respect to TD, who I don't think is a Hall of Famer. I don't think so either. Who was it? Mike Anderson comes in behind him. Um, there's like three other examples yeah. that weren't as but good. Every, each one, like I've, I've, people threw that argument at him. Well, in, in, in ten years, uh, Shanahan had seven different backs running for 1,000 yards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. How many of them did it consistently? You know, one of them was Clinton Portis, by the way. I was going to say, before this conversation, they traded Champ Bailey, who's in the Hall of Fame, and would probably be the first pick in just about any draft, straight up for Portis. Yeah. And I think they threw in a pick. <laughs> and, and you, don't tell me they didn't think running backs don't matter. I mean, yeah. You're going to be a stud shutdown man-to-man corner who's a freak show, and they're going to trade him in a pick for Portis. So, I mean, that was Shanahan that did that, too. Right. I mean, and, and there were different times. And I think you and I agree. I mean, if I'm building a team – and I have a, the same grade on every position out there. 
I'll take five offensive linemen before I take a running back. But the world doesn't work that way. No, <laughs> you know, especially in this say. draft where this the, draft where the was the total opposite. You know, the, it, it was so much deeper on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were guys who had who people were talking about as second, third round draft grades on them who were going in the fourth and fifth rounds at, at, on the offensive line position. Right, right, right. Jalen Moore in most drafts is probably a second round pick, yeah. third, third at the worst. I would say you don't get a Kendrick Green's type of prospect at the running back position unless – I mean, Kendrick Green versus Javante Williams is a conversation to yeah. me. You know, just in a nutshell, no supply and demand. Who do I rather have if I have no one on my roster? I would probably say Green. But in this class, I would have taken Williams well ahead of him. Yeah, it just depends on what, else what your needs were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you need, okay, do I need, a, I fill do I need a starter? Okay, then I better get one of those top three guys. Mm-hmm. If I don't need a starter, if I'm looking for a supplemental back, then I can afford to wait and take one of these other guys. Another thing I've always wanted to bring up that I forget for some reason is, unlike some other positions, if you have money to spend, you can't go get a running back on the open market because they're already five years old. You yeah. know, like they're already worn. They're out. all used up. I can go if I have a bazillion dollars. I can go get a left tackle. I got to pay him, but I I can get one that I love and yeah. pay him however I want. You can't. There's not backs on the markets that are pro bowlers in their prime because their prime's already gone. Yeah, it just doesn't work that way. There's only one way to get them, and it's kind of drafting them high. It doesn't have to be the first round, but the best backs in the league are top 50 picks. 80% of the of the 1,000-yard rushers since 2000 mm-hmm. have been drafted in the first three rounds. And everyone rebuts that by saying, well, none this year were. Well, you think Barkley and McCaffrey and Zeke and wouldn't have been if they didn't get hurt? And then they say, well, backs get hurt. That's why you don't invest in them. like, but there are a lot more. There's only been like ten running backs drafted in the first, who are still who are in football right now. Right. The 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 non first versus the first is a exactly lot bigger a good pool. Argument because yeah. there's a lot more of the nons. Yeah. You're right. So, anyways, but that's going to do it for this segment. So, for my partner Matt Williamson, for Jacob Brecht here on site keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Back, I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio, and it is fantasy football time, Matt. Yeah, this will tie into real world as it always does. And Absolutely. For, for new listeners that haven't listened to our fantasy segments, we try to make it, even if you're not into fantasy, to be as interesting as possible it with what we project at the NFL. It all ties together. Right, right, it does. And this one's going to tie into the draft. Yeah, right. Look, we're going to go team rookies. by team about who makes an impact and you okay. know kind of where they fit into everything here. So Arizona Cardinals are first. Really their only true fantasy player that, who will make an impact this year is Rondell Moore, their second-round pick. Mm-hmm. How do you see him fitting in in that if offense? If we're just talking fantasy, there's eight to ten of these small receivers that I like better for the real world than I do fantasy. Yeah. You know, I mean. And I, They're I not going to be big touchdown producers. No. I mean, I just think some of them are going to be – Sort of gadgety, uh, a little on the small side. 
they'll manufacture some you know some quick throws to him, which is great. You know, he gets three or four easy catches a game, but they're they're not going to be deep downfield all that much. I like the player. But for fantasy, I'm staying away from him, and others will fit that. I, I kind of see that as the uh, who's the Penn State kid that uh, Hamler. That, Hamler, yeah, it's kind of a Hamler role. situation yeah. where there were some games where Hamler would have been useful if he's in your lineup. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he but has most some, games he wasn't. Right, most games he wasn't. Yeah, because in, in Arizona, it's still largely De, you know DeAndre Hopkins and you AJ know. Green's there, but I don't yeah. know that that matters. I mean, uh, Christian Kirk might have a better year than him. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that that one's not one that doesn't excite me. Yeah. The Falcons, however, with Kyle Pitts, yeah. that excites you. Um, if we just talk fantasy, he's not going to – I mean, just for this year. Rookie year, are you taking him as like the 6th, f- 7th, 8th tight end? I think he might be higher than that. Like Kelsey Kittle. Yeah. I'm taking Waller over him. Okay. I, I mean, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I'm taking Hawkinson over him. I'm not. As a rookie – I'm not. I mean, like, big picture, I'm not. They didn't take him fourth overall not to use him. Superstar. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking him over the Gaseckis of the world, and, I mean, he's I don't know. I high. don't know what to make of the, the Patriots situation. I don't need one of those guys over him. Yeah. I, mean, I might um, take Dallas Goddard once Ertz leaves. I think he's top five. Yeah, I'm having a hard time taking coming up with other names. Hawkins is someone I just really like, but that might be about it. Yeah. Goddard comes to mind as a tough one if Earth I mean, is gone. They they still don't they didn't draft a running back. No. They're gonna score a They're lot gonna points. throw the football. They're gonna throw the football a ton. <laughs> and they're gonna score a lot of points. Too. So you know, he's gonna get a hundred targets? Yeah. Okay. Pretty so, rare. So if he gets a hundred targets and catches seventy passes, mm-hmm. that puts him in tight end five conversation. Yeah. Like you're taking him over Ingram easily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Andrews? Well, he's going to be on the field more often. Yeah. Andrews has a pretty good history. He does, but he's not a full-time player. He wasn't great last year either. Wasn't, no. And again, That's they, probably they, the neighborhood, though. Yeah. I mean, it's five, six-ish. Uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, they ter- drafted Terrace Marshall in the second round. They drafted Tommy Tremble and Chuba Hubbard in the f- uh, third round and fourth round. Hubbard is... Not fantasy relevant on that no, team. No, but he might be the direct backup with Mike, he could be. Mike Davis out of there. I mean, he might be a high-end handcuff. He like, could be, yeah. Um, Marshall, to me, I don't know if that moves the needle. No. There's too many other mouths to feed there. The rookie receiver class is really, really good, but it's going to take me some convincing of yeah. fantasy for these and, guys. And Tremble's largely a blocker, although I think he has more. There's he more there for starter, him as a receiver. But you got to prove it to me at this level yeah. before I consider him in the fantasy world. Yeah. Chuba Hubbard, though, is an injury away from being a stud. Potentially. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know that he's a two. Yeah. Uh, The Chicago Bears with Justin Fields. Hi. I I would put him in my top 20 quarterbacks. Yeah. Because he's going to start sooner rather than later. It easily could be opening day. Yeah. I mean, if we're picking right now, he's not my starter, of course, but... Jalen Hurts wasn't last year either, and he won a lot of leagues for people. Yeah. I, I would, you know, just... If you're gonna, if you're in a a short league, um, let's say it's a twelve team league, mm-hmm. and you can draft three quarterbacks and stash one, he's a perfect one. He's perfect to do that you because do it early. if he plays twelve games, he's rushing for at least six hundred yards. His receivers are good too. Yeah, I mean, like Cole Komet to me is going to be fantasy worthy. Mooney, Robinson, Montgomery catches the ball. Oh, by the way, they drafted Tevin Jenkins too. Like, I'm not a big Bears believer, but. 
I'm a huge Fields believer. Yeah. And I'm warming up to the fact that they could be a good fantasy offense all around. They got Khalil Herbert in the sixth round as well. He's got some Montgomery like traits too. Yeah, they don't. They didn't have much there behind Montgomery uh, last they could year. Used him last year. Um, so he's an, another guy. He's a late guy round to, flyer that wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't mind either. Montgomery's Absolutely. taking a lot of punishment in two years. Uh, the Cowboys. They didn't do anything. Didn't right? do anything. Their their top offensive guy was Simi Fehuko in the fifth round. Who I kind of like, but he's not going to see. The field he's not going to see the field for them. Yeah. No. So that's they were all defense. Nobody's fantasy relevant there. Uh, for the Lions. Kind of the same thing. Amon St. Ross, St. Brown in the fourth round. Could he play. Be their best receiver. Could play. Yeah. <laughs> the receivers are so bad. Um, and what's crazy is the rest of their offense is now pretty decent. Yeah. Penny Sewell, I think, you know, Goff should be protected. And he's an NFL quarterback. I mean, they, but they went big guys with their first three picks. Oh, yeah. It's all D-line, no line. Yeah. See, that's why I like Hawkinson. I think I'm going to like Swift. Someone's going to catch the ball there. They're going to be losing the time. Um, St. Brown might be their leading receiver. At the, at it the could be, I guess, yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean I'm using a 10th-round pick in fantasy on them. But. Uh, the Packers. Amari Rodgers in the third round. That's interesting. In a very Randall Cobb-like way. Yeah. I mean, he's different than what they have. Yeah. And he's a good NFL-made and, and there's guy. some uh, – there might be some a pathway to playing time there. Absolutely. But is Aaron Rodgers going to play? I would say I want – <laughs> Rogers thrown to Rogers, not Love thrown to Rogers. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, and by so the way, if, if Love's the quarterback there, Devontae Adams is in the first round pick. Kills him. Yeah, Aaron Jones goes down the list. You know. Yeah, that, that's uh, one to keep an eye on there, especially for fantasy purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rams, two two Atwell at fifty seven. He's a, he's a perfect example of. I'd rather Rondell Moore. Yeah, I mean, they got guys. I mean, they took Jefferson last year. I mean, I understand they love space players, and I'm sure they'll scheme up ways for him. And Stafford will probably hit him deep a couple times, but he's probably their fourth receiver. Yeah, I don't, I don't see. I mean, but they didn't have a pick until after the Steelers pick in the second round. Right, right, still. Right. So, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, Kellen Mond in the third round. Nope. There's no value there. Uh, then you go down all the way to. Uh, I don't, can't in, think anybody that. In Guanwu, uh, the the kid out of. I don't of, know if he's uh, the number State. two there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he makes no. it there. So, yeah, really nothing. Of note, although uh, they did take Amir Smith-Marset in the fifth round. Oh, uh, did they? He's got they some, need a third receiver bad. He's got some He's got some hops he can run. Yeah. yeah so There's a path there, at least. Yeah. Watch that, the that'll be one to keep uh, keep an eye on in the preseason. The Saints really didn't do anything to help their offense. They took Ian mm-hmm. Book in the fourth round. He's not fantasy That's relevant. Pick too. Kawan Baker. Uh, no. No. It's, it's all, you know, they, they had a first-round pick. I guess that's good for Traquan Smith. Traquan, yeah, Traquan Smith's a winner. Yeah, you know. Uh, the Giants, Kadarius Tony. He's not for me either. I mean, he's a lot different than what they had. Is he going to catch more balls than Shepard? Like, I think Slayton really got hurt. By Here's this. the problem: is Shepard can't stay on the field. I know that's the problem. And they didn't bring back uh, Golden Tate, right? No, but they signed Galladay. True. You know, and but they, you know, who's playing the slot? Shepard went healthy. Yeah, went mean, healthy. But he can also play outside. I think they'll find ways to get Kadarius Tony the football. I think they will, too. But he's a little gimmicky. But I don't know that it's going to be enough to be fantasy relevant. I mean, this is a big if. But if Saquon and Engram stay healthy, they're going to catch 150 balls between them. Yeah. Galladay's going to catch another 75. Ain't much left after that, you yeah, know? There's not, no. Okay, the Philadelphia Eagles with Devontae Smith, however— I have mixed feelings on this one. Like, he's got a rapport is he with the quarterback. Be their number one 
right off the bat? He could be. He's got a rapport with the quarterback. He's a rapport with the quarterback. He's a route runner. He's the type of guy that translates quickly to the NFL. Is he? This How much are they going to throw? Is the question. Is he Justin Jefferson this year? See, I don't know if they're going to throw the ball. Not. I don't know that I trust the quarterback to, to make mm-hmm. that kind of They'll jump. be a run-heavy team. Yeah, because they also drafted Kenneth Gainwell uh, in the fifth round. He's more of a receiving back. Him on the back of my roster at the very if, yeah. Very if you're gonna you know if you especially if you if you take um, Sanders a Sanders who's right you Hertz know. will be gone. I think Rager's. It's too early to you know flush him. But Smith. I mean, who do you think's gonna be the Eagles' leading receiver? Goddard, Devontae. I think it'll probably be Devontae. I think Devontae's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's a wide receiver three in fantasy. The pro- I'd have to go back and look at where how Hurts distributed things. Mm-hmm. Like if Wentz was still there, I'd say, well, Goddard's probably going to be the yeah, yeah yeah the leading receiver. But I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. don't that offense would be good or bad. I don't think the quarterback's very good. I don't, I'm not a fan. Right. Not I think the fan. line will be good. Yeah. San Francisco takes Trey Lance. I don't think he's fantasy relevant this year. No. I'd rather have, if, if I'm picking. Okay, give me which of the you know, give me two or three of the picks of the of the rookie quarterbacks. He might be last to play on my list. Like you'd take Wilson over him. Yeah, yeah. Take Wilson over him. You take, take Mac Jones over him. I think Mac Jones plays earlier than he does. I do too. Yeah, yeah. and I know Fields I think they does. They try to win it with Jimmy. I know Lawrence does. I know Fields does. Mm-hmm. I, think I they, also think there's an outside chance Jimmy's not on the team. Perhaps, yeah, and if that happens, that changes the changes the totally equation. But down. I don't know if they're ready to just say, "Here you go, Trey. You've played one game in the last two years. Mm-hmm. You now you're our starter with a with a with a lineup that was in the Super Bowl two years ago." I know. I mean, Jimmy's the better player right now, without yeah. question. But what's weird about Lance, and what's weird about that pick too, is is the best thing for this guy to play one game in three years. <laughs> well, he's gonna he's I mean? gonna get the preseason. Yeah, well, heavy. Heavy in the preseason. Yeah. So if he looks really good in the preseason, he could win that job. He could. Or, but. Or the first time they lose. But still, when he's right and he's in the game, if he looks good in the preseason and wins it, him versus Fields for me is a tough call. That's a tough call. Because yeah. they run, and he's a very, very good runner and a good offense. But the 49ers have also shown us that if they're running the ball effectively, mm-hmm. they'll just keep running it. Oh, yeah. And it might yeah. not be. The, they're not, they're not going to do it with the quarterback. They get they asked, they also drafted Trey Sermon. Did they draft another back, too? They drafted t- Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell. And they signed someone right before the draft, and I can't remember who that is off the top of my head. Like, that that backfield is all over the place. I just me. stay away from it. I know. I'm done. I'm done playing with it. It's like the Patriots' backfield used to be. Try yeah, to I know. try to guess who the lead back's going to be this week. I know. You can't I know. do it. I was listening to a podcast that their favorite bet was Trey Sermon for rookie of the year because it's a super long shot. It's way worse than it's like fifty to one or something. I still wouldn't trust it because he could have. He could have a 150-yard game, and then the next week he come out and right. Elijah, Elijah Mitchell's running the ball or Raheem Mostert's running the ball. Who knows? My only point is he if he does grab it, if he goes two games in a row, three games in a row, wow, that'd be great. That's probably not going to happen. Mostert's not going away. They like Jeff Wilson. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They, there was a problem before they brought three <laughs> new guys in. <laughs> uh, the Seahawks bring in Dwayne Eskridge. That's an interesting one. I like that better than Rondell Moore or Atwell. That's a good spot to land. Yeah, because yeah. I think he'll be in the field a lot. I think you'll see a lot of three wides, a lot of single coverage. Um, maybe. I mean, for the small guys that aren't going to be super high worth volume. A, worth a, a late-round flyer on him. Mm-hmm. Especially, let's you know, let's say something happens to one of the, the top two guys there. Especially Lockett, because yeah. he'll be the Lockett role. Right. You know, right. Tampa Bay 
took Kyle Trask in the second round. Of course, he's not playing. There, he's not going to play this year. That's it, right? They did take Jalen Darden in the fourth round, but it's the they same thing. AB. He's blocked. Yeah. yeah, he's super blocked. They, they signed AB. I don't even know if he makes a roster this year. Right. Johnson's a good player they drafted last year. I mean, he's just six receiver. Yeah. Uh, Washington. Diami Brown in the third round. Maybe. There's a pathway to play there. Yeah, there is. He's a lot different than Samuel. You know, he could be – he could even be the number two opposite McLaurin at times, yeah. you know. They not also, bad. They also took John Bates, the tight end out of uh, uh, BYU. I don't or not BYU, Boise State. A little earlier than I thought, though. So maybe, yeah. maybe he plays more than I expected. But that offense isn't bad. No, I'm it's not. away from Washington. It's not. In, in, um, that was the NFC. Where are the AFC drafts here? Uh, Baltimore's going to be first. Yeah. Okay, so I'm on it here. Okay. Okay, so Baltimore. I would have liked it if he went somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because they also drafted another receiver who's pretty good in Wallace. Rashad Bateman, love the player, yeah. hate the landing spot. I'd be Same with Tyler and Wallace. Fan, but yeah. I don't know that I can invest in those guys for fantasy. I mean, what's it, what's his ceiling? 50 catches? Probably. That's just not enough to be fantasy relevant. I, mean, I think he's got a good chance to be the Ravens' leading receiver. Oh, I agree. But, but he, he's not going to catch 80 passes. No. It's no, just no, not no. going to happen. Um. They didn't take a back or tight end. They did not. Uh, Buffalo. They they took all big. They guys took there. Marquez Stevenson in the sixth round. That doesn't. Nah. That doesn't make it. Cincinnati with Jamar Chase. That's an interesting one. I'll be pretty high on him. I mean, what what round do you pull the yeah, trigger? That's what I'm on? saying. I don't know. There's so many receivers in the league. Did you take him over Claypool? <sighs> Keep it close to home. Take him over Jarvis Landry. Yes and yes. Me too. Because I think, again, the rapport with the quarterback goes a long way. Take him over T. Higgins? Yes. Me too. And I think I it hurts Higgins. I, I, I think it hurts Higgins bad. Yeah. yeah. It hurts Boyd. I mean, it helps the Bengals. Right. It helps Burrow a lot. I mean, I'm going to boot. I'm, I'll gladly have Burrow as my quarterback. Like, think of all those all those targets that A.J. Green was getting last year, peppered with them. That were Eight a game and, useless, and too. Right. They weren't coming up with any catches. I think they'll Highly come up with those catches targets. Right. No, he can be on my fantasy team. And he's, I think he's probably a, a top 20 guy. At the bottom of that, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not taking him over DJ Moore and Ridley. Some established and, guys, yeah. Yeah, like I'll take C.D. Lamb over him from last yeah. year. Take him ahead of Judy. Mm, who's the quarterback? Right, <laughs> right. But in that neighborhood, if you yeah. compare him to the young guys, he's going to be high in the conversation. No, I agree. They also grabbed Chris Evans. I kind of like that. Rounds. That's a nice uh, backup for Joe Mixon there. Right. That, uh, Mixon's not super reliable. He's, yeah, he's, he's been nicked. So I know they've drafted some other backs, but Geo's gone. Evans was kind of a favorite of mine. Keep him, you know, keep, keep him on the watch list. The Browns took Anthony Schwartz in the third round. That one doesn't do it. Yeah. He may get two targets a game. Talk about him. They talked about him. Oh, he's a really fast guy. He is. I'm looking here on the Roto World, and the comp on Anthony Schwartz is Philip Dorsett. That's, that's a great a, comp. That's right. not a good comp, though, if you're... Bad for fantasy. Yeah. Good to, if you're a play-action, throw-deep team, and he converts a couple times a year, keeps defenses honest, but that's bad for fantasy. But he averaged 11 yards a catch last year. Yeah. Like, it's that just, was probably my least favorite pick they made. Yeah. I thought they had a good draft, but I that's not for me. Denver takes Javante Williams in the second round. They traded up to get him. 
They have a good line. They play a lot of close games. They've got Melvin Gordon. I know. That's if if it were just him, if he had a clear path to be the guy. I don't think Lindsey's there anymore. He's not. No. I can't think of anyone else that's. Really so are they going to split carries with those two? If if I think he'll go past Gordon by midseason. Probably not first month or so though. So where do you draft him? I mean, if, if, especially after last year, so many people drafted, mm-hmm. including ourselves, rookie running backs. Right, right, right. Sat on them all year long. And maybe paid, paid for it. End, but you know, you had to make the playoffs for it to really pay off. And, yeah, you know. And in the end, you didn't get there because you've been sitting on. Because you were sitting on. Yeah, you're right, right, right. wasting roster spots on these guys. But for the thirty-fourth pick in the draft, he's going to go late as running backs go. You know what I mean? Yeah. For fantasy, I take him as my th- number three, with some upside. Yeah. Like I want to make sure I got two more safer guys. Kind of reminds me of Dobbins a year ago. Yeah, could yeah, be a home run. Was there. Yeah. Because they'll hmm. run the football. They'll run the football. Yeah. I think they'll play a lot of close games. It could win you a league, too. Yeah. I mean, Gordon's not a young man. What if he gets hurt? Houston takes Davis Mills. He could be their starter for half the season, <laughs> by the way. I mean, you might as well see what you have in the guy. Might as well, because they're not winning any games. I don't think Watson's going to play another game in, in yeah. the Texans. But he's not a runner, so you're not getting anything there. No. They also took Nico Collins. That one's kind of exciting, round. yeah, because he's very different than Cooks. I bet he starts. Yeah, and Brevin Jordan, huh? They've been a tight end forever. They've had a bunch of them, but never, yeah. you know, never a guy to fall by. You know, Collins pace. and Jordan aren't the worst picks I've ever heard. They're worth late rounds. I mean, yeah, because I mean, somebody it goes back to the theory. Somebody has to catch football. I'm just thinking the organizational philosophy is going to play young guys. Let's develop. You know, they know they're not winning anything. Uh, the Colts took nobody of value. Colin Granson uh, in the fourth round, no. Yeah. Uh, Michael, my my sleeper wide receiver, Michael Strakan, uh out of uh, Charleston yeah. in the seventh round. Big guy that can run. Mm-hmm. It would take a lot for him. To but he's not getting on the field right, right, this year. Right. That's more Their of a receivers aren't great. Yeah, but. more of a developmental thing. Jacksonville. This is interesting. Lawrence, where does Lawrence fa- factor in as a rookie quarterback? How about Lawrence versus Burrow? I take Burrow. I take Burrow. Better surrounding cast. I'll take him over Tua. Yes. I take Hertz over all of them. I think he's probably fifteen ish. Yeah. It's about where Burrow was last year too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he'll run, but he won't run like um Fields or Lance. No, nothing like know? that. Yeah. I mean he'll be an asset as a runner. Um I I know he's a superstar prospect, but you can't take him like over Dak Prescott. No, that's you know silly. what I mean, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, what about like Trevor? Matt Ryan. Ooh. Total opposites, but I bet Ryan throws a million passes this year. Yeah, Ryan's going to throw like crazy, and yeah. he's got he's got the big receivers. Right. I think I'd take Ryan. Ryan's one of my guys I'd like to have this year. Yeah. Uh, Travis ATN. I'm taking him ahead of Robinson. Yes, absolutely. I bet I'm not paying the price that ATN ends up going. He probably ends up being... Third round pick? A top 15 back. When it's all said yeah. and done. I mean, first round running, like, where did Clyde edwards Solaire go last year? Really high. Went in the top five in Went a lot of drafts, five. yeah. I mean, I bet ATN ends up in the second round when it comes down to it. Yeah. It Probably worst. not with me. Yeah. He's I, a good I, receiver, but he's not an elite receiver. Yeah. And Robinson. He is working with his college quarterback, though. So oh, there's, yeah. there's, again, that rapport thing. Was he going to be the short yardage guy? No. 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 Yeah. yeah. Williams and What's Harris his upside? If, you, if I said Travis ATN, total yards over under – 1300 under go under that I'll go under that yeah i, I think, think he'll he's catch a 60% snap guy. i think he'll catch a lot of passes 
Yeah. But he's not a real developed route runner. Right. But I think they'll find ways to get him the football in space to try yeah. to make some things happen. But they'll do that with Chenault and, you know. But I think he's a 15-touch-a-game guy. I might go slightly under. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a nice addition to the team and makes Lawrence's life easier. I just think in the end, there's a lot of backs I'd take ahead of him. Like, I'll take Miles Sanders ahead yeah. of him or even Montgomery. We're not finding a lot of slam dunk no, a lot of things will change, yeah. but there's not a lot of guys I'm super excited about for fantasy. Can- Kansas City really has nobody. No. Um, Although I'm buying Edwards Hilaire low right now. Yeah. The, the line changes they made, and Damian Williams is not there. You know, I, I think people will be soured on him. I'll take him this year at his cost. The Raiders, there's really nobody there. No. No. The Chargers took Josh Palmer in the third round. Wait on the list. I mean, yeah. I like the player. I like the pick. They took Trey McKitty in the third round. They lost Hunter Henry, but they still have that. Uh, they have part basketball player. Yeah, right? yeah, six eight guy that they supposedly really like. So don't run out and get that. No. Uh, they did add another running back late in Larry Roundtree, but I that's guess a crowded he could backfield. Fight Kelly and yeah. those guys. Eckler's the guy I love this year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The Saints offensive coordinator coming over. Yeah. Miami with Jalen Waddle. What do you do with that? Because two is not a guy that throws the football down the field. No, and I think he'll be overdrafted in fantasy. Yeah, I love the football player. I mean, they have Fuller as the deep guy too. Yeah, and Parker's established. Gasecki's not going away. I don't see it being a high volume passing attack. I don't either. I mean, this isn't what you asked me, but all of a sudden Miles Gaskin's super exciting. Like they did nothing. A little there. bit. Well, right. they got they got Garrett Dokes there who's different from those guys. Yeah. He's Gaskin's a bigger really back. Put up money. They put up numbers when he was allowed. Yeah. Them. You know, I mean, it, it, can he hold up though? That's the I question. Don't know. I don't know. That's the question. But they also drafted me. They also drafted Hunter Long. Not bad. Um, you got Gis- tight ends are a bad. You got Gesicki there already. Yeah. I wouldn't go crazy on Hunter Long. That's not a good landing spot for him. No. And rookie tight ends are a bad investment, but Yeah. He has. It's similar to the Steelers situation where the rookie's the more well-rounded player. Yeah, I agree. Mac Jones. Well, I'm not going to take Waddle. No, I, I I let somebody else do that. All right. Uh, the Patriots with Mac Jones. I think he's the starter there. Maybe not right out of the gate. Early. But early. Yeah. Because here's the problem. He. I think he'll start out of the gate. His offense. What you're going to have to do with Mac Jones is going to be completely different than what you have to do. Right. With. With Newton. With and Newton. I would think it's more of the Jones passing game than the Newton passing game. Right Here's now. the problem with that. Yes, they signed a couple of receivers in free agency. They didn't bring anybody else. They didn't do anything to help the offense at all. I would much rather have Cam Newton as my quarterback for fantasy than Mac Jones. Yes. It's not even close. Yeah, if Mac Jones is the starting – like, I, I don't want him – obviously, you want him over Trey Lance if Trey Lance is not playing – Right. But the other guys, I'm taking all them before I'm taking Mac Jones. There's going to be no running. No, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't think he would hurt Henry or Smith, if you're interested in those guys, or the backs. But he's not going to be a fancy producer. He's going to have to complete 40, ga- you know, 40 passes a game. Yeah, I agree. Zach Wilson, where does he fit into the equa- quarterback equation? Lower than the others, although I know he's a day-one starter. Playing time's great. I still want Lance and Fields ahead of him. They I'm did not get him away with it. They did get him some weapons. They, they, did. they, they drafted Elijah Moore in the second round. I really like that pick. Yeah. I bet they cut Crowder in the next day or two. Yeah. They saved like eight million by cutting Crowder. Elijah Moore might be their leading receiver this year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, right. you think about the way Crowder has. I don't know if they cut Crowder because you can find ways to use him. 
Um, and he was he's been valuable. He's not um, a bad player. No, I, I just think I'd rather have eight million than Crowder. But if you if you give more Crowder's targets, yeah, all of a sudden that looks pretty well, good. I think he gets outside targets too. Yeah, I mean I know that they have uh, Mims, who's kind of exciting and probably gets hurt a little bit by that pickup, and Davis. Um, but they have a decent group of receivers. I, I don't know why I can't get super excited about Wilson for fantasy. Because yeah. he'll run a little. He's going to start probably 16 ga- 17 games, you know. I don't know. I think he's going to have some gr- rookie. There'll be some growing pains. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. he's a long way from home. Um, they drafted Michael Carter. That's a good landing spot for they him. They drafted two Michael Carters. They drafted two of them. <laughs> they drafted one that was fantasy relevant, though. Yeah, I think it's a great landing spot for him. He, he could end up being the guy. guy yeah. I mean, if you want to pick out, if, if you want to pick out the guy, the rookie running back who could be the, the yeah. quote unquote sleeper. That's a great one. It's him. I There's mean, not much ahead of him. None of their backs will catch more passes than him. Yeah, he has to be the third down back almost from day one, which has value in itself, and he's probably their most talented back. Yeah, the O line's not bad. No, I like him. Yeah, so that that's one. That, and, and when that happens this year, people say, "See, you can get him back in the fifth round," and or you got, you got him in the fourth round. The Steelers could have done that. Steelers owe Carter, though. I mean, you're going to ask him to do a bunch of different things in the real world. Absolutely. Uh, the Steelers with Najee Harris. Where's Najee Harris fall into the equation? I, I think when it's all said and done. I think done, he's a top 10 fantasy back this year. I was going to say, I think he's a top 15 pick. Yeah. I think he goes in the second, the top half of round two. At the latest. Yeah, I mean, like around the corner, around the bend neighborhood, you know. Because I I think they're going to give him the ball a little bit in the preseason. They got an extra game. Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna see some carries. People are gonna he's gonna break some tackles and. No, there, there's yeah. no uh, smoke screens. I mean, everyone in the world knows. It's just you take him over, Mixon or Miles Sanders or Ekelar or last year's guys. You take him over Derrick Henry. No, he's gonna catch the football. Henry leads the league in rushing every. Is he going to do it again this year? Because right. history shows us that doesn't happen I like mean, that. Henry's probably not for Take me. Take him over Zeke Elliott? That's a good one. Elliott's hard to count on. I mean, you taking him over the backs last year? I'll take Akers over him. I'll take him ahead of Swift. I see, I will take Akers over him because I don't know that Akers is going to be the, the guy. Oh, I think he will. The way they messed around with it last year, it's just, ugh. I think the offense will be better and he'll be the guy. I'll take Taylor. If you can over. guarantee me that Akers is the guy, okay. But yeah, 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 I yeah. don't know that you can do that because they've got they. Hey, Malcolm Brown. Well, he's not there anymore. But I know Harris is the guy. Yeah. No, he's gonna go early. There's no question. What about Fryermuth? Not fantasy worthy. Yeah. How many passes do you think he catches this year? I think if he catches 35, that's a good year. Yeah. I mean, it's not great for fantasy, but that's it's a good not year. good enough for fantasy. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think he eats into Ebron's numbers. I say Ebron suffers a little bit. I think the two of them combined for. 60 to 70 catches. Yeah, and that's 75. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of them aren't really fantasy relevant there. Uh, the Titans really didn't do anything there. They took Des Fitzpatrick in the fourth round. That doesn't really Super move. sleeper, I yeah. guess, because, I mean, there is a, a path there. And Racy McMath in, the, uh, in yeah. the sixth round. I wonder if they try to find a veteran. Yeah, that could be a good yeah, they may something that they yet. do, yeah. They didn't do anything else, though, huh? They didn't take a back or a tight end. They took Farley, Raddins, Monty Rice, Elijah Molden. They went defense, defense, defense. Their defense should be a lot better. Yeah, but that doesn't help you in fantasy. Sleeper fantasy defense. (laughs) (laughs) We're not quite there yet. Yeah, right, right. A little early for that. But that's the league in a whole. There wasn't a lot of rookies that were – like, despite – Last year was better. It was a heavy offensive draft in the first round. Massively. And yet – 
it was a lot of big guys, mm-hmm. a lot of offensive linemen, of course, who aren't fantasy relevant. I meant little guys in terms of the receivers are all there. Yeah. You know? The quarterbacks are interesting. Yeah, yeah, very. I think the first round running back, the first three running backs are interesting, and Michael Carter in the is a kind of a sleeper there. But Harris stands alone as first rookie off the board. Yeah, Chase is second, maybe. I would. Etn s- probably goes ahead of him just because he's back. Yeah, but Chase is a, a quality one. But the next couple of receivers aren't super exciting. To they me. didn't land in great spots. So they, Devon, is exciting. Devontae Smith could be interesting. Yeah, you know, Pitts if he, is definitely exciting, if he emerges though. as a true number one. Yeah, Pitts mm-hmm. is. Again, a top five tight end, I believe. In that neighborhood. Yeah. It, but it's a tight end. But usually you get a, a much more of a rookie infusion of early redraft picks. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'm banking on that. Yeah, not this year. Hmm. But uh, interesting. Yeah, first time we talk about that. I'm sure our opinions will change, too. But when it's all said and done, Harris might go eighth overall. He's a good – he should be a front runner for offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen the odds, and they're not – Super in his favor, which shocks me. Which is crazy. I'd, I mean, I understand know. Lawrence should be one, but right. You know, after that, I mean, I'll take him against. Yeah, you know, people people talked about that with Burrow last year. Burrow's an easy slam dunk. Well, quarterbacks do get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's it's worth throwing a, a shekel or two down on. Yeah, right, right, right. No, yeah. I think Harris is a real chance. Yeah, that's going to do it for this segment of the drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, so for my partner Matt Williamson, for Jacob Recht here on site, keeping us on the air. Uh, as he always does. I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.